Good stuff. Very good stuff. Good morning, church. I'm going to do something a little bit different with the message time today. So if you are a guest here today, it's not usually how we roll. But I have two things I, I'm very excited about that I need to make commercials for, okay? And it's going to take me a while to do that well. And uh, then I'm going to give about a probably a 10-minute, 15-minute maybe talk on the end from uh, encouraging word I received from the Lord from Isaiah 40, 31. See, it just came from the Lord right there. And uh, so it's only going to be about 10 or 15 minutes of the actual teaching part on the end. But uh, that should make uh, those the Catholics very happy. And uh, it will give the Baptists something more to complain about, which will make you happy too. So we're, I'm just going to make everybody happy here today. So a little different this morning. Uh, if you are a guest here, so did he really just say all of that? Why would he, why would he do that? Yeah. Come back next week and it'll all make sense to you, okay? Uh, for the past year and a half, it's been my great pleasure to serve as our high school youth pastor. I know, right? It's crazy. It's a little unusual, I think perhaps because of my age and because I'm also the senior pastor of the church with a few other things to do. But a year and a half ago, we experienced a vacancy in that role, and I felt like the Lord was calling me to say, that's yours, man. That's yours. Kind of, it was, that's yours if you want it. I'm like, do I want it? Are you kidding me? And so I just began serving in addition to senior pastor as the high school youth pastor on our staff. And the Lord has shown me in this last year and a half a lot of favor with about 20 kids, basically. And uh, I mean, they've just been so kind toward me. And I have grown to love each one of them so very much. And uh, the kids have been super wonderful toward me. I'm joined by a team of Five dedicated adults named Jamie, Sarah, Dylan, Joe, and Kevin. And together we formed this youth leadership team. And God has really been doing some cool stuff with us and these kids. We call the group Highway 77. The kids named the group when we restarted it a year and a half ago. Because we call it, uh, we, we try to make it as a team, we try to make it the best 77 minutes of their week. And so that's exactly how long our meetings are. And so we started calling it Highway 77. Well, about a year ago, the Lord inspired me to begin writing a curriculum for these kids called Finding Jesus, because our heart as a team is to help high school students actually encounter Jesus, not just talk about him, but to actually encounter the Lord so they can have each have their own experience with the Lord in such a critically formative time in their life, Right? And so uh, I started writing this curriculum because uh, my heart was to help just cut through the noise of culture. You know, there's so much noise in culture, uh, in particular with teenagers today. I just, there's so much for them to sort out before they can even begin to really consider the deeper issues of their lives. And, um, and so the Lord led me to, inspired in me to show them uh, the curriculum was built around seven different ways to find Jesus in their lives. One is feeling his presence in worship, that, that God actually can be felt in worship, right? And we want, to help, we want to help these young people do that. Sensing his nearness in prayer. You know when you get, a good, get in a good prayer zone? Who knows what I'm talking about? And you go like, I'm afraid to look up because I might see him, right? And you can, you, you, you can really sense his nearness. Watching his kindness in ministry you know, many of us and some of the teenagers have been out on outings with us where we've, you know, maybe gone to the free store or something like that, 
and just extending the kindness of God towards someone in need, the poor, the homeless, whatever, or a person in trouble, and just watching God's kindness. I mean, isn't that cool? You know, how many of you have been on outings like that with us, and you came back having received more than you ever gave away, right? Because you, you watched God and his act of kindness. That's God. That's finding, that's finding Jesus, enjoying his love and relationships. These young people are really honoring each other, and they're esteeming each other. It's a safe place. There's quite a variety of kinds of kids, you know, and so you might expect for them to kind of divide up into little cliques, and it doesn't happen. These, it doesn't matter which kind of where they are in the, in the pecking order of high school or whatever. When they come here, they're all the same. They have love relationships, and they can, they can just see. I, I've just seen it on so many occasions. They experience the love of God in the kind of special relationships that they can grow with each other. Who knows what I'm talking about there, right? You know, Christian relationships. Seeing his power in miracles is another way I want to help these kids. Uh, I call them kids. I should call them students, but they're just kids. I'm 64, for crying out loud. They're kids, right? And, and so, so just helping these kids see God move. There have been uh, at least two occasions that I can remember where somebody was sick in the group and uh, the first time I remember, there was a kid who was r- really pretty sick. He was at group, and, and I said, well, let's pray for him. And, and, uh, and I just brought him into the center, and we had tables. They were all sitting around tables, and I was kind of doing my thing in the center. And I said, who wants to help pray for him? Those kids, they were like chickens on a June bug getting on this guy, you know? And they were actually crawling under the table to get into the circle so they could put hands on this guy. And they prayed for this guy, and, uh, and we said, so how do you feel now? And he goes... I feel better. And just seeing, you know, just helping these students experience the move of God as they pray. I didn't even pray. I just stood back and said, just, just do this. And uh, last week we were praying for some, someone here, one of, the, one of the teenagers, a couple other teenagers came and their dad came up to pray for somebody. And it was my opportunity just to grab the anointing oil and just work with those two teenagers. I just hold out your hand and put some anointing oil on their hands. Now, now anoint him. And I just want to help these students experience encounter God in every way possible. Number uh, six is uh, appreciating his intelligence in nature. How many of you have experienced God in nature, right? And you're just like stunned, right? Uh, like there's got to be God. And it could be some grand scheme or it could be something under the microscope. And you just ex- appreciate the intelligence of God, the, the vast intelligence of God. And I'm, I'm trying to teach these guys, you know, over time that that's encountering God when you get struck with that. And then uh, finally acknowledging his life in the greater church that, you know, God has a great body of Christ in the world. And we like to do stuff here at the vineyard the way we like to do stuff here at the vineyard. But there are a lot of other ways to do it. And I just want to help these young people realize that they can go to a lot of different places and encounter God. And so uh, that's what we're doing with these guys, uh, finding Jesus. We kind of weave in and out. We do other things, uh, other kind of uh, lessons and stuff with them along the way. But it turns out Jesus is everywhere. How many of you knew that, right? Some of you are looking up there and going, I'd like to hear that teaching, right? That's not bad. Well, wait till I tell you, tell you a little more here. Uh, we want to help each student personally encounter Jesus because he's everywhere. Here's a fun exercise I like to use with the kids to help them remember that Jesus is everywhere. You see that image there? You see the four dots in the middle? I'd like you to stare at those four dots. Don't look away. This is just fun, okay? 
Just stare at those four dots. We're going to do that for about 30 seconds. Just stare right at those four dots, right there in the middle. Don't look away. Just, am I in your way? Just stare at those four dots. Just don't let your eyes move anywhere but those four dots. We got about 15 more seconds, and we're just going to keep looking at those four dots. In about 10 seconds, I'm going to ask for the image to be removed, and I want you to keep staring at the same point for another 30 seconds, okay? Don't, don't give up too soon, okay? So you're all staring at those four dots. Okay, now keep staring at the same point. Go ahead and remove that. Keep looking. Keep, keep looking. I see it now. Huh? It never worked before. Keep looking. It keeps, keeps happening, right? How many of you just found Jesus, right? You just had to come to Jesus moment, didn't you? Right there. And that's just a fun thing that we do, um, you know, as part of, a part of how we like to just treat these kids and help them find their way to Jesus. Okay. Well, here's where things get interesting, and it's why I'm spending five minutes on a commercial like this, is because I need your help. I need your help with something. In less than two weeks, about half the group, 10 students to be exact, seven boys and three girls, um, are, are going to be joining me on a thing that I'm calling the Finding Jesus Tour. And uh, what is the Finding Jesus Tour? Well, instead of doing a mission trip, uh, it's going to be four days of life on the farm and on the road. So here, here's the deal. Many of you know that Karen and I are blessed with a little 26-acre farm where we you know, have a little horse and everything, and you know, we, just, we just love living there. And over the last 15 years that we've been on the farm, many of you have been there for all kinds of different events, for the whole church, for youth group things, for children's ministry things, and we love using our farm that way. And it, it feels like such a blessing. Well, uh, in the Finding Jesus tour, these 10 kids are going to come to the farm. Am I supposed to tell you that? I, I checked on our insurance. He's my insurance agent. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did check on the church insurance, and we're covered off-site. Okay. I, I realized that when I was talking about my horse a couple of weeks ago, and he comes up in the lobby afterwards and says, you know, you're supposed to tell me when you get stuff like that? <laughs> anyway, I digress. So these 10 kids are going to come and uh, stay on the farm for four days, but we're going to spend each day on the road, okay? And what are we going to be doing? We're, well, we're going to be looking for Jesus. We're going to be depending on the guidance of the Holy Spirit each day to know where we're going and what we're doing. In other words, we're not programmed. I have 96 hours with 10 teenagers that unless the Lord speaks, hear me? You know, usually when you do youth programming, you fill every second because idle minds are the devil's playgrounds, right? Well, this is the exact opposite. Four days, Finding Jesus tour. We're going to pray as a group. Right now I'm teaching a three-week series with them on hearing the voice of the Lord, so I want him to listen for the voice of the Lord. And then one of the students is going to take a dart and throw it at a map of Ohio. <laughs> And wherever it, wherever it lands is where we're going that day. We've rented a 15-passenger van. We'll be buying the extra insurance on that, too. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to pile in the van. And if it says Hilliard, we're going to Hilliard. If it says Ashtabula, we're going to Ashtabula. Toledo, 
Cincinnati, Marietta, we feel like the Lord's going to guide the dart because we pray. And that what we're praying for is along the way, I'm encouraging these kids to keep their eyes open. And if God speaks to them and says, we should stop at that park right now and make hot dogs and see who comes, that's what we're going to do. Right? We don't know what we're going to do until we're in motion. Jamie, your leg's kind of shaking over there. You're as nervous about this as I am, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're going to discover the Lord's will along the way. And then back to the farm each night to spend the night, also for some farm fun, because we know how to have fun on the farm, and then more life in the spirit together. I'm so excited. Now, I need some things from you. I need one more tent that comfortably sleeps at least four. Not rated for four. Everybody knows. This is a four-person tent. That's a two-person tent, right? We're talking about teenage boys with their stuff, okay, for four days. So if you've got a big tent, I need it, all right? Uh, if anybody has some decent cots uh, and or air mattresses that actually hold air. See, here's what I want. I don't want these kids to get cranky, okay? I'm going to be trapped in a van with them. I don't want cranky kids, so we got to figure out how to get them some sleep. If you have something like that, but also if you can be a part of an earnest prayer team, this is going to be June 22nd through 25th, Saturday through Tuesday. I need people to be praying for us. I need people. We're depending on the Holy Spirit. And so if you can do any of these things, then I'd like for you to take your connection card and write out your name, your phone number, so I can text you your email address ever so legibly. And then you can drop it off at, and then tell me what you have, okay, what you're signing up for one of those things, and drop it off at that welcome desk on the way out today. Now, if I don't call you, don't take it personally because I don't need 10 tents, right? I don't need 40 cots. So if I don't call you, it's because I got everything before I got to your name on the stack, okay? Yeah. One more thing about Highway 77. It's a really great group. It's the best 77 minutes of their week. I want to tell you six more things real quickly. Number one, it meets Wednesday nights from 6.43 to 8 o'clock right here at the Vineyard, okay? Starts at 6.43 with pizza, and then uh, by 7 o'clock, we're rolling hard, okay? So 6.43 to 8 o'clock. We have another critically important part of our youth ministry called Deeper that meets on the second and fourth Sundays from 4 to 5.30. Raise your hand, Kevin, at Kevin and Heather Flex house. And some of the kids who kind of want to go the next mile go there for a deeper conversation about the Lord and Bible study. We also have music practice on the first and third Sundays from 1 to 2 here at the Vineyard. So any high school students, if you play anything or you want to sing, how many of you were here April 7th when some of the high school students played? Right? Was that awesome, right? That was amazing. And so there are some musicians in the group. Is Joe Galford in the room or is he teaching? He's teaching, never mind. Anyway, he's our music guy now. And um, this is open to all students who will be entering the 9th through 12th grade this fall. So if you've just completed 8th grade, start coming now. Don't wait till fall. Number five, no experience necessary. Don't, don't, don't stay away because, you know, they're gonna, we're gonna, you think we're going to call on you to ask you a Bible verse or something. That's not how it works. We completely respect that, you know, you don't know anything, all right? And if you do know something, that's a bonus. So just come 
and no experience necessary, and it's fun. And if you come, you get a free Highway 77 t-shirt, and you can have it in any color you want as long as it's black or red, okay? <laughs> All right. So I hope if there are high school students in here who are thinking about coming, you, you just were amazed or at least pushed over the edge, okay? That's commercial one. That's more than five minutes, wasn't it? It's going to be rough. Commercial two is something that's, I told you it's going to be very different. It's going to be, Aaliyah, your hair looks great. Uh, listen, this is, this, is, this is something that's going to positively affect all of you. And I gave you a little preview last week of the me, uh, with, a, with a video about something called Right Now Media. And this is like Christian Netflix, and we're going to provide this for you. Uh, and when you sign up, you can watch as much as you want, any time you want, on pretty much any device that will, that will stream videos from the netherworld or wherever it comes from, okay? Uh, but you'll be able to choose from thousands of videos, literally thousands, I'm going to show you in a minute. Uh, some are Bible studies. Uh, these are led by amazing teachers. Um, and, and these Bible studies can be used a personal Bible study. You can use it in your small group Bible study. Uh, there are also personal and family topics. So topics that are important to you in your walk, in your moment in life. Also family topics, marriage, parenting, step families, foster care, dealing with depression, dealing with addictions. We all, there's also a bunch of stuff in there for teenagers and middle school and high school age uh, young people that you can watch at home. I mean, just great stuff. Some of that stuff we'll incorporate in the curriculum with Highway 77, and they'll also incor incorporate some of it with middle school. There's kids stuff, over 2,000 kids safe videos from VeggieTales to Bob Golf, and it's all safely email driven. You're gonna sign up with your email, but I asked the question, what else do you do with our email addresses? They said, absolutely nothing. So it's a proprietary agreement that we have that they're not gonna sell your, your email list to Sears or whoever, okay? And is Sears a thing still? I don't know. To, okay, Kmart. Okay, there we go. That's better. But here's, here's something that I'm very excited about. This is free to all of you. In other words, the church is buying the subscription, and this will be free to all of you. If you are presently receiving emails from the church, we send one out sometimes once a week. Talking, If you get that email then you're already enrolled. And this afternoon, you will receive an email from Right Now Media, it's legit, inviting you to sign up and create your own account with your password and all of that. Now, if you are not getting emails from us and you would like to and like to be a part of this, then uh, if you take your connection card and write very legibly, very legibly, your name and your email address and all that. Drop it off in a basket in the, uh, in the lobby by the welcome desk. And hi, Lindsay. And then uh, we'll get you enrolled, OK? Want to see some stuff? Say yeah. OK, let's, let's have some fun. OK, flip me over there. Switching to guns, Goose. Here we go. OK. Make sure I can do this right now. I just click on my Right Now Media. I'm probably already logged in. I appear to be. 
Okay, power of Jesus' name. Tony Evans, great, great speaker, right? Just look at some of these, not alone, thing, study for girls. Uh, I don't know who that guy is. Uh, <laughs> here, look, the smart step family. I mean, who, who's had step families hasn't wanted some help in just blending these families together? This is all Jenny Allen. She's fantastic, 1 Corinthians. But if you just look down, I mean, we can, we can just look down. Here are some uh, Right Now Media originals. Here's Francis Chan. Oh, my goodness. Uh, these guys are fantastic speakers. Here's one I really like, uh, Tim Tebow. Some of us got to see him play f baseball here a couple weeks ago with Clippers. That's cool. Uh, I mean, we were like 50 feet away from him. But here, let me, he did this thing called This is the Day. Let me show you a little trailer of it so you, so you can see, see what this stuff's like. Make it, make it full screen, Tom. There you go. I don't know how they got his head on my body for this, but they did it. It's amazing what they can do with Photoshop these days. I found out the importance of work, that if you want to be good in sports, if you want to accomplish something, if you want to get better, you will learn to put in the work. It might hurt temporarily, but in the long run, it's going to pay off. So I found out that, wow, if I strain, if I strive, if I break down my muscles, they're going to grow back stronger. Well, guys, that's true in life. Too many people want to just be comfortable. They're always waiting for one day. One day I'm going to go on a mission trip. One day I'm going to get right with God. One day I'm going to go back to church. One day I'm going to start having a meaningful life. One day I'm going to have a life of significance. James 4.14 pretty much tells us that we're here today and we're gone tomorrow. Guys, we don't know how much time we have, but we do know that we can make it count because we serve a God that loves us so much and He's invested in us and He wants to be a part of our lives, not just for one day, but for this day. So yeah, I want you to pursue your passions, but more than anything, I want you to pursue your purpose of the plan that God has for you. You're never too young, you're never too old, it's never too early, it's never too late. It is this day that you can do something that matters, yeah, that you can have down. a life of significance, of purpose, of meaning. It can start today for you, because the God of this universe has a purpose and a plan for you. And He's not waiting for one day, it's starting on this day. Yeah, right? Yeah. So that, that's an example, and that's just the trailer for a four-part Bible study you can do with Tim Tebow. So uh, there's a library here. I don't know, you probably can't read all that, but let me just show you some uh, kid stuff just for fun. There's just tons and tons of this stuff, kid stuff. Oh, you see our logo down here? Hey, that's us. So uh, eventually, uh, we'll have some pastor's picks and stuff like that in there. It's just, uh, I haven't done it yet, okay? Uh, so I don't know. Let's, you want to look at some kid stuff? Say yeah, because we're going to. Okay, what do you see there? Anything look good? Oh, there's Veggie Tales, right? You've seen Veggie Tales. Let's pick something else. How about Bible Man? All right, yeah, Bible Man. That's got to be good, right? Okay. So there's 2,000 of these kind of videos. This is. Uh... Bible Man, Bible Man, <laughs> right? fighting for the way. He's the Bible Man, Bible Man, fighting the good fight, taking the shield of faith and the belt of truth. <laughs> I love it. Bible Man is on the move. Bible man, Bible man, 
jump ahead, see what he does. Let's see what happens here. Oh, do I have to do something else or did I do it right? and I will oh, investigate, but I need you here. We've just been majorly blindsided. Oh we God. didn't even see it coming. This is clearly a coordinated attack. So we need to know the how, and we need to know the where. Tired of talking to myself. Okay, you I know you all want to just keep watching that, so listen to me, don't. but we're not gonna, okay? Don't so get up, I'll get it. You, can, uh, you can do a search, so let's look up uh, depression. Let's see what happens, and we're gonna just say, because I have struggled with depression in my life, and some of you have, and look, at, there are only 106 videos that somehow touch the subject of depression. Let's pick anyone. I don't know what this one is, but let's find out. Conversations about life. I don't even know what that says. I hope this is good, because this could... Does anybody know who that is? Jake Hart? I don't know who that is. About the oh, Take Hart. I thought it said Jake Hart, like that was his name. Oh. Beloved <laughs> of mine In a world so unkind See, they're really well done, aren't they? See what we see what see if they talk or whatever. Oh, maybe that's just an encouraging thing. Okay. No, if you've ever struggled with depression, you might you might be feeling the value of this right now. Oh, that's a new tattoo, still red. Uh, not that I would know about that. Anyway. Hey, let's uh, let's pick something else. Somebody call out something for us to search. What do you want? To, what you? What? Finances. Finances. Okay, let's see, see if there's anything. Oh, look at that. There's only 107 results, including, uh, in, you know, in, in, including Dave Ramsey. He's, he's all Dave, Dave Ramsey's throughout here. So, okay. So you get the idea, right? So far, so good? There are somewhere around 20,000 videos in this library. Okay. So you should be able to find what you need. I don't know what happens next. Time. You get the idea? Clap if you love this idea. Okay. I did Thank notice something down here called funny video me. clips. Let's end with a funny video clip, okay? That doesn't look funny. Oh, yeah, I see that now. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm the least qualified person in the room to do this. The Amazon Alexa has revolutionized the way we live. Alexa, what's the forecast today? 100% chance of rain. Alexa, what's the capital of Oklahoma? Oklahoma City, moron. Alexa, I'm out of toilet paper. Thanks to this incredible technology, you can live a life almost completely void of pesky, annoying human interaction, which is wonderful but makes accountability difficult. Introducing Alexa Alert. Clavicle, scapula, manibrium. Is this a party? No, Alexa, we're just studying for an anatomy exam. Room diagnostics indicate multiple teenagers, one untrustworthy male, four <laughs> solo cups. It's chocolate milk. Calculations complete. Party confirmed. I've alerted the proper authorities. They will be arriving in Minute. Try fire and brimstone mode. Did the savior die on a cross just so you can throw your life away with drugs? I'm miserable. You know what's miserable? The fiery flames of eternal judgment, condemnation, desolation. Ah!
You lied to me! You said you'd clear the paint out of the garage! I don't remember that. Alexa? Hey, Mike, can you get those paint cans off the top shelf for me? Absolutely, Mother. You won't regret asking me for help. Would you like a printed transcript? No. Printing now. now and we'll also throw in the alexa alert air the world's first unmanned accountability drone because things won't get improper if you're followed by a chopper this is nice nice gross is it itchy thank you the alexa alert your accountability assistant so maybe you just need a little pickup you know someday you just scroll down to the video uh fun fun video clips well, I sure hope you'll take advantage of this. You know, there's just a lot in there. I sure hope you'll take advantage of it. And as I said, if all goes according to plan, uh, you should receive uh, um, a, uh, an email from Right Now Media. It's legitimate, and you can open it, and they'll ask you if you have a connection with us, and you tick yes, whether you don't have to be a member, you are here. You're, you're connected, right? And we're allowed to put as many email addresses on there as we possibly can, all right? Thank you very much. That was a lot of ground to cover. I knew today was going to be so different. And so as I prayed this week, knowing full well that it wasn't going to be regular, I, I, I received a tremendous word of encouragement from the Lord for you. It was, it was so precious. And the Lord just spoke to my heart. And he said, tell them to stay the course. Tell them to stay the course. As I prayed my way into that, I began to get the sense that there are some here today who are thinking about giving up on something very important. There are some here today who are on the edge of giving up. It might be on your faith. It might be on your marriage. It might be on your career. It might be on some medical treatment plan. It might be on, maybe you're in rehab. And you're thinking about giving up. But there are some here today, I sensed in this prayer time, who are thinking about giving up. And come flooding into my mind was Isaiah 40, 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall run, not grow weary, and they shall walk and not be faint. Man, that's such, a, that's, that's such a powerful verse and so well known among believers. The context of that verse is that Isaiah chapter 40, so Isaiah was a prophet who spoke to the people of Israel the first 39 chapters prior to them being conquered by the Babylonians and being taken into Babylonian exile. We've studied that. From 40 to 55, it was written when they were in exile, and then 56 on to the end is post-exilic. So the context of Isaiah 40, 31, they were likely freshly conquered and marched off to Babylon to serve as slaves. And the prophet says, just wait. Just stay the course. Don't give up on God. Just stay 
the course. So that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, soar like eagles. Such an important, vivid picture. Shall run, not grow weary. They shall walk and not be faint. They had just marched from Jerusalem to Babylon. And Isaiah's saying, stay the course. Galatians chapter 6, 9, the Apostle Paul says that we should not give up in doing good, that is, in walking the walk. For in due season, he says, we shall reap a harvest if we faint not. This is the Apostle Paul. I wonder how many times it must have crossed his mind to give up. Because if you've read your Bible, you know how he started out. He started out persecuting the church on his way to persecute Christians, was met in a dramatic encounter by the Lord on the road to Damascus, surrendered to the Lord, and began following him with all of his heart, soul, mind, and strength, doing a 180-degree turn. But it wasn't an easy road. (laughs) He was arrested, he was beaten, he was persecuted. And I wonder how many times it just, maybe just for a moment, crossed his mind, I never should have done this. But he said, do not grow weary in doing good, for in due season, in due, he was looking ahead, wasn't he? You will reap a harvest if you don't give up. He's the Lord, I just hear him saying, stay the course. Stay the course. If you look at Philippians Familiar passage to so many of us, chapter 3. In Philippians chapter 3, the same Paul, he's talking about growing and just becoming strong in the Lord and, and staying with it. And then he says in verse 12, Philippians 3, verse 12, he says, Not that I've already obtained all this or have already been made perfect. He says, I'm still in process. I'm still on the journey. God's still working on me. I'm not done. But he says, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I'm I'm continuing to press on. Brothers, verse 13, I did not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. He says, I'm just going to keep going. And then he says in the first part of verse 15, all of us who are mature should take such a view of things, that this is the mature viewpoint is to say, stay the course. Stay the course. So if you're thinking about giving up, God's word is stay the course. It can be difficult to stay in our lane these days. Consumer, we live in a consumer culture, so we're always sort of 
encouraged to review, make sure we're getting the best for ourselves, right? Look at other lanes, basically, right? Did you know if you shifted over here, it would be more fun or faster or something? That's, that's what, it's constantly happening. Also in our technology culture, it declares that there's a better thing than what you have in your hand. Constantly, right? I learned from the high school students, they say Facebook is for old people. I don't even have a Facebook page yet. <laughs> it's so different. I mean, they do their, their Insta chat and Snapgram or whatever, you know, they do all that stuff. But you get your, your phone and you go home and it's obsolete. And so technology is constantly saying, change, 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 change lanes. And so you're walking out this walk of faith and you're a victim of those two cultural messages. I'm just saying, God says, stay the course. Stay the course. Whatever the course is. I spent about 15 hours driving this week, which is not my normal thing. I live four minutes from the church. But I spent 15 hours driving this week because our nine-year-old grandson, Theo, was at a robotics programming camp at The Ohio State University. Yeah. Now, how does a nine-year-old get into Ohio State? Well, he's my grandson. <laughs> I could be smart enough. He applied to Michigan, but you have to be 12 to go there, so we settled for Ohio State. <laughs> so anyway, he's at this robotics day camp where they're programming a, a little robot. Each, each kid has a robot, and they're going through this Python language. I don't know anything about it. And so he stayed with us for the week. He lives in Sainsville. He stayed with us, and we took him in the morning, and I picked him up at night. So every morning at 8 o'clock, we left the house. So I got to drive into town at 8. <laughs> and then I picked him up at 5, and I got to drive out of town. What could be better, right? What could be better than this? I learned that I'm not the only one on the road at those times. And so I quickly learned, you know, I, I used to drive back and forth from Westerville for 10 years when we planted this church, but I forgot about commuting. So my, I, I, I'm just praying for a whole new bunch of you now. So I learned, I remembered something about commuting. Know your lane. Know the best lane, get in it, and stay in it. So when I'm going up 270 and I'm getting on, and I'm getting on 70, I want to move over a couple lanes because I don't want to get off on Wilson Road and I want to just stay on this lane because even though it says it's, I'm going to go to 70, there's a thing where you can split off to 670, stay in that lane because if you stay in that lane, you'll be in the right lane for 315 North. And then you can take 315 North, get over right past Medical Center Drive because you're going to have to get over on an exit only for Lane Avenue and you get off of that and you go to the, and then coming home, it's just the opposite and you got to get over. You're going to get caught in the 670 East exit only lane. You got to get over. And once you do that, when you get on 670 West, then you get all the way over to the far left lane, no matter what else is happening, because even though the lane before that seems like it's going faster, what those idiots don't know is that in just a couple miles, there's going to be a merge between those two lanes, and their lane is going to go to a dead stop, and I'm going to go by and saying, I remember you. <laughs> so I learned something. 
no matter what's happening here, no matter what's happening there, stay the course. Stay in your lane. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run, not grow weary. They shall walk and not be faint. You know what I love about eagles? I love how lazy they are. I love it that when an eagle leaves its nest, puts its wings up like this, and it waits. And it's waiting for a thermal updraft. And then it just falls. It falls into the updraft, and it's carried up. You've watched an eagle fly, right? They, don't, they do very little flapping, right? You see a sparrow go across the field, and they go, right? An eagle just waits for the uplift. That's what soaring is. <laughs> a number of years ago, some of the staff and some of you all went to a Furious Love conference with us. Robbie Dawkins was there and Heidi Baker. It was amazing. Holy Spirit was moving so powerfully. I remember going forward for ministry in one of them, and they were playing this song, Everlasting God. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. And I remember being up there, and I thought, it was so awesome. I just felt Holy Spirit moving in me. And I heard the Lord say, stretch out your arms. And, it, and it, was, it, was, it was clear, but, you know, you're with a bunch of people. Like, you're pretty crowded. And so I, so, you know, I, but I did. I found a way. I stretched out my arms like this, like wings. Holy Spirit was moving so powerfully. I felt air come up on the underside of my arms. I mean, not, not a breeze. I felt the wind of God's Spirit. And it was so uplifting. And it was so encouraging. Who needs a lift? Come on. Thank you. Who needs a lift? Who needs a lift? You just need a lift. I don't know if you're going to get air underneath your arm. I don't know. That's, I don't know. But if you respond in obedience to the stirring of the Lord in your life, God always meets us there. Who needs a lift? Church, let's stand together. Oh, Holy Spirit, come and lift up your, your children. Just lift them up. The Bible says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. That's Bible. Rock solid Bible. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Spirit, just come on.